Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast for a better America with Frank. And um, in this episode, we definitely want to talk about um, Black History Month. It is the beginning of Black History Month. And black history is just um, a big part of American history. And throughout time, I think some of the things that happen with black America has helped shape the... Um, consciousness of america and you know, black americans have played a role throughout history um of the american experience and they've also helped america keep to her ideal you know all men are created equal and blacks did not begin that way but eventually the challenges and, and the fight to get there you know through the civil war through the voting rights acts through um different fights um, so it's just good to talk about this, good to have this month as a remembrance of, um, black history and, um, a lot of this month will be focused on black history. And to kick that off, we'd like to talk about Martin Luther King. Um, there's something he said in one of his speeches that is just profound because sometimes you get the argument that you cannot legislate evil or you cannot legislate morality and why some of these things have reason it should not prevent us from taking steps to be in a better society and um a few quotes from Matthew the king that highlights this and over time you can see the fruition of this and um as dr king puts it it may be true that you can't legislate integration but you can legislate desegregation. It may be true that morality cannot be legislated, but behavior can be regulated. And he went on to say, although law may not change the heart of man, it does change the habit of man. And when you change the habit of man, pretty soon the attitude and the hat will, will be changed. And so there, so there is a need for strong legislation constantly to grapple with the problem we face. And in that time, he was just highlighting how, yes, people can make a case that you cannot legislate evil, but you can legislate, you could take actions that allow society to evolve in a certain behavior. So, for instance, lynching does not happen in the United States for the most part anymore. But at some point, that did happen. When, when, you, when you legislate those things, you can change the behavior. And just out of honor of him, and to begin this um, Black History Month, I um, definitely got some audio. And I'll just play it. And I do think a part of the vision for... Part of his vision for the for the nation is something that we're still coming to terms with. So, just give it a listen. Thank you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the podcast for Better America with Frank. So, in this episode, we want to take a chance to honor um, Martin Luther King. It's MLK Day here. Um, we're taking a break, and uh, just wanted to 
you know, maybe play some clips of him and um, just really share just his voice. And, you know, sometimes I always ask myself, who is the modern day Martin Luther King, especially for the black community? Because um, it seems like there's a lot of people that are more self-serving than they are serving for the cause or working for the people. And yes, we have some leaders, you know, in the community, but I think uh, we, you know, I was, I just asked myself, like, who, who is the next Martin Luther King? And even in today's um, political landscape, you could see that people are, you know, afraid to um, lose political office. Like, they're afraid to lose a term in the House or in the Senate or in the presidency. And they have an opportunity to go back. And um, it's... It's kind of sad, actually, because in some of Martin Luther King's speech, I've, I've watched a lot today, actually, and read some things. There's just a part of me that believes that he understood that his actions could lead to his death. Not him going to jail, not him losing status, not him being blackmailed, um, not him losing a political office, which he never held, but he could lose his life sometimes you can tell in his voice and his energy and here we have politicians today that are afraid to just lose a position in congress although they would get paid for the rest of their life although they will still have some camaraderie even if they're congress people like there is not like that sacrificial to lose office i don't think we've achieved the dream that martin luther king set forward but i think we're still achieving it like, we cannot say America has not come far, farther from his time, you know, in the 60s, where he was already a, a young man, or in, in the 50s. But, you know, he was born, you know, earlier than that. So, like, in the 30s and 40s and 50s, and then into the 60s, we cannot say that America has not come a long way. It, it, it really, really has from that time. But I think we've not properly achieved the dream in which he sought. So, for instance... Let's look at the incarceration rate in states like Alabama, Mississippi, the income disparity between whites and black in those states, and the economic mobility and the political aspect. So what population of Alabama, compared to population of black people in that state, what population hold power, whether it's the governor's mansion, the attorney general's office, um, what percentage of blacks are DAs in Alabama, a percentage of blacks uh, are mayors and county um, election holders. Even in those black populated areas, the same for Mississippi. What percentage, what percentage of blacks and African Americans are in the um, jails and in the prisons um, compared to the population of the states? So yes, Martin Luther King was speaking into something, but it's almost like it's taking it's taking a different um ton today so maybe it's not lynching maybe it's not um um whipping maybe it's not just blatant um refusal for education like it was in Mississippi, Alabama but now it's probably um you know lack of opportunity now it's probably higher incarceration rates now it's it's less so um upward economic mobility in those societies and i think he was speaking to all of those things and I think we, we still have a lot of work to do in terms of accomplishing those things.
And there was a statement he made that I really, really like in in um the speech I watched today. It says, "Why the law may not change the heart of man, it may change the habit of man if it's vigorously enforced." This was just deep for me. It says, "Why the law may not change the heart of man, it may change the habit of man if it is vigorously enforced." I mean, think about that. Yes, some people make a case, especially the conservatives, say you can't change laws to to change men. But boy, if you had laws that restricted judges from holding um certain prisons, stock for power prisons, if you had laws that that DAs have to act in the interest of the public, if you had laws that when sentencing someone, um we need to look at different factors. If you had laws that the Congress people, you know, if they know about a particular disaster or a particular um, problem that they cannot hold certain stocks, if you had laws that Congress will cannot hold different stocks, even in the defense community, you know, um, if you had laws that, I mean, look, laws, if you had laws that um, officers had to wear cameras, I mean, their, their behavior changes because it's not, think about it like back in this people just say whatever they wanted and now i'm a little bit you know conflicted with the way we're doing things today because um you know everyone is taking offense to every statement made and that's no way we want to be but now with just the use of the internet the people are in fact cautious of what they say you know um if you have politicians not owning fossil fuel stocks or green energy stocks whatever if they're writing laws because it's look they're human beings and they're going to be affected by the bias to make a particular thing happen whether or not it's good for the public it's going to be good for them that's just the nature of human beings we're not immune of that and i think sometimes the law is a reflection of the consciousness of a nation Back in the days, no one would think about getting rid of death penalty. But today, there was a uprising movement and saying, let's not use the death penalty as often as we do. You know, back in the days, people said separate but equal. But if you look at a law that made separate but equal illegal, if you look at a law that allowed um, black kids to go to school and go to colleges, those were things that were done by law. In some instances, the National Guard had to intervene. In some instances, the Attorney General of the United States, along with FBI, had to intervene because you now had laws through the civil rights law to allow for blacks to get education to outlaw separate but equal. You see, now if you have a conversation with a conservative fellow or with someone of certain views, they will say separate but equal was not good. But back then, if you had a debate, they would say, oh, but these fountains... They both have fountains, right? They both have fountains to drink from. They both have schools. It's just a black school. It's just a white school. But today, no one says that unless you are actually, in fact, racist. Some people might explain it philosophically, but because of the laws of change, and our generation can look at the consciousness of, uh, and now the law has affected our consciousness for our generation, and some of the laws we are making today will affect the consciousness of the next generation and this is why good laws are important this is why laws that are law evil is important 
So laws do affect our consciousness. And this is why we need better laws. It's not a big government, small government debate. Let's work for our society and let's honor uh, Martin Luther King today.